Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Are you wanting to really improve your self-esteem and confidence right now? Do you find yourself not really liking who you are and your self-esteem's a bit low? Or perhaps your confidence taking a knock from constant setbacks? Well, today I'm going to go through my latest book, The Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset, and a few sections from that in order to help you overcome those challenges. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. I've decided today to talk about the book and what's in the book, particularly what I wrote, why I wrote it, who it's for, and some of the chapters involved. I'm going to go through some messages from the chapters. Let's start off first with what the book's about. As you might have guessed, it's in line with this podcast, so the self-esteem and confidence mindset. It's all about self-esteem and confidence, in case uh, you didn't know that. But what particularly about self-esteem and confidence? Well, I've called the sub subheading of the book, The Mental Muscles You Can Conquer. And that's because you can conquer it. I conquered it. Anyone can improve their self-esteem and confidence. If you're very much in a mindset of, oh, I can't become confident, I can't improve my self-esteem, then we need to shift that mindset. Because if you think like that, we're not going to change. Now, it's okay, first of all, to be in a place where you've got a lack of self-esteem or your confidence is struggling. Obviously, I don't want you to be there, but it's okay to acknowledge you're there because I've been there and people I've helped have been there. It's okay to acknowledge you might be struggling, but it's not okay to do anything about it. And that's why I wrote the book. I try to make it as simple as possible. So what's in it? There's several different areas that covers self-esteem. So things like looking for external validation, what you say to yourself, going out and facing fear, many, many areas. And throughout the story, I talk about my own stories in terms of what challenges I faced, how that's made me have a lack of self-esteem and confidence, but also actions I've put in place to make me overcome those and habits I've been put into place, which you can refer to. I try to make complex theories on self-esteem or confidence and all the knowledge I read in order to improve mine into simple advice that you can understand and then take action on. So that's what the story is. Now, why have I written a book and why did I create this podcast? Why did I create a YouTube channel? I'm very much of the belief, as I kind of touched on, that anyone has the ability to improve their self-esteem and confidence, regardless of your situation in life. I've seen, and it's not just me, I've seen all sorts of examples across the world, depending on what anyone's situation is is I've seen people with really, really disadvantaged situations in life, whether they've had a massive accident, whether something's really bad happens to that has happened to them, or whatever the case might be. And it's all, all a case of mindset. Now, I know we've, you, you might have heard the, the term mindset knocking around a lot, but it's so, so important. And if you can alter your mindset, you can alter your actions and your habits, then you can start to change your life and start to feel great about you. And we want you to feel great about you. We want you to feel amazing. Because when that happens, you're able 
to go on and provide such value for the world. And when I'm at my best, I'm creating these podcasts, I'm creating YouTube videos, I'm making an impact on people. And I'm not everyone's, I'm not for everyone. And that's one of the messages I say in the book. <laughs> There's nobody in the world who can be liked by everyone. The way to get everyone to like you is to hide away in a cave and do nothing. Because whatever you do, there's always going to be someone who disagrees with you. But if when I'm at my best, it gives value to people. And I've heard people reach out and say, thank you so much. You really helped me shape my life. And you can do that too. When you're at your best, when you really like who you are, you can help other people. And I actually believe that to not work on your self-esteem and confidence is selfish. Yep, you've heard that right. To not work on your self-esteem and confidence is selfish. Now, if you've got low self-esteem or low confidence, like I said, that's okay. It's good that you're accepting it and realizing it. Well, not accepting it. You're accepting the current situation, but you're not accepting you're going to stay there, that you're going to do something on it. But actually taking no action to improve it is not good. Because when you're at your best, you can be at your best for your family, for your friends, for your co-workers, or whoever there may be out there. If you want to start that business that could change someone's life, you're not going to be able to do that of low self-esteem and confidence. So you therefore need to help impact on people by improving your self-esteem. And when people go out and attack other people, it's because they've got low self-esteem and confidence. Now, not everyone with low self-esteem and confidence is going to go out and attack everyone, whether that's physically, mentally, or verbally, or whatever, whatever way. But there are people out there who harm other people. And that's because they've got a lack of belief in themselves. And they really don't like themselves. So therefore, they're taking it on someone else. So if, we, if I write this book and people start taking actions, there's going to be more positive impact in the world by people doing what they want, feeling good, but also less negativity by people feeling down and not good about themselves. So that's my why. Who's this book for? So this book is not for someone who want an overnight fix of, oh, I want to be really, really, really confident tomorrow. That doesn't happen, I'm afraid. This is for people who are willing to slowly come out of their comfort zone. Now, coming out of your comfort zone is about facing fear. Now, you don't have to do a giant leap. You don't have to suddenly be like, I'm going to do a public speech in front of a thousand people, but uh, might not be possible in COVID times anyway. It's about just doing little things that are going to come out of your comfort zone. So it's for people who want to come out of their comfort zone. It's for people who are willing to treat themselves with respect, who are willing to put little habits in on self-love and be willing to really, really put them as a priority. Now, some people may say, oh, but my kids, my husband, my my wife, my my family are the most important people in the world, which yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. But you should be number one because when you're your best, as I said, you can help other people. So people to read this book need to be willing to put themselves first. So therefore, they can have a big impact on the people who are important. So that's who the book's for. Now, what are the chapters involved in the book? I go through several areas and I go, I first of all cover who do something you love, external validation, what others do and how that's a reflection of them, not you, comparisons, who to surround yourself with, modeling that confidence, body image, dressing, dressing code, 
body language and physiology, and you are what you eat. Mental clarity, talking about issues is a key strength, and talk to yourself as if you were a young child. Addiction, organising your life, personal development, there's nothing for you unless you want to apply it, unless you, sorry, imply it, apply it. Fear gets louder the more you go for what you want. The comfort zone and shying away from responsibility, media and societal expectations. And then I go into some recommendations at the end with a few little chapters at the end. So that's what's in store for you if you read this book. Apology there, just had a uh, technical issue, but carrying on. So let's go through a few of these chapters then. The first one that I wanted to cover was doing something you love. When we do something we love, that can really, really help us in terms of enjoying life and being our real, being the real us. When we're the most authentic version of ourselves, we feel at our best. Where, and I talk about in the story, when I was in, a pu in the public sector, really miserable from my job, and I would cry sometimes because I found it really stressful, uh, not in front of people, but away and hidden, and I kind of share a lot of vulnerability in the book. But at lunchtime, I'd go and, and I'd go to the gym in the evening because I've always been to the gym, but I'd go at lunchtime, I'd go and write in the park when I was starting my writing my books, and I felt real joy, and I felt really good about me. I felt really connected to who I was. And I've always carried that since. I've been doing writing, I've been speaking, and now I coach. And these feel like the real me. I'm able to express who I am through those things. So that's one of the first points. Really think about how you can be the authentic you by finding what you love. And it's okay not to know. If It's okay for you not to know what it is, but it's not okay for you to not go looking for it. Next one is external validation. The problem is with external validation is if you're trying to seek likes and approval by other people, then you're putting that in the hands of an external factor as opposed to liking yourself. So I'm really, really firm on the idea that you need to start loving yourself. And that's what I talk about in the book. I talk about when my mood was simply based on how much people were praising me or not praising me at a certain point. So it's really, really important for you to recognize that you need to praise yourself like you would if you were going to praise another person. So keep praising yourself constantly and don't look for external validation. And that's what that chapter is about. Another chapter I go into is body language and physiology. And this is really as it sounds. But what does that mean? That means that if you change your body language into a more confident stance, you're probably going to feel it. And not just doing it on a one-off. This needs to be a habit. There's an example of a, this is a, a great example of this, is on Amy Cuddy, a American social psychologist. And she talks about the power pose. When you stand in the power pose for two minutes, which is like a Wonder Woman or Superman pose, you basically reduce cortisol, a stress hormone in the body, and increase testosterone, a good chemical in the body. So changing your body language and being conscious of it can really, really impact how you feel about yourself. 
Modeling confidence. I decided to write about this when I was really watching Suits. And one of my role models I was watching was Harvey Specter. He's a very, if you don't know who Harvey Specter is off Suits, he's a very confident man who just dem who demands attention. He doesn't demand attention. That's probably the wrong word. He gets attention and he's very high status and projected as very, very charismatic because of the way he walks, because of the way he talks, the way he moves. Everybody respects him. And it's just through the way he is. And I go into that. It's really good to start looking at someone who's really confident in themselves and then start writing down, notice what they're doing, and then just doing that a few minutes every day. And when you start watching it and then starting to model a little bit of what they're doing every day, then you'll start to become confident. Now, the important message in that is not to become that person. You want to be you, but start taking traits of confident people into your own personality. Fear getting louder. Now, I decided to write a chapter on this because there's a misconception that confident people don't have any fears. That's absolute rubbish. That is false. Everybody has fears. Our human brain is wired to have fears because it keeps us safe and alive. In the, in particular, in the part of the brain called the amygdala, which is basically our survival animal instinct brain that keeps us alive, as I've described. The, the way that confident people get through it was really, really well outlined in the book, The Confidence Gap by Dr. Ross Harris. And in there, he says, confident people don't have an absence of fear. They just have a transformed relationship with fear. In other words, they, they feel the fear and they do it anyway. There's also a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers, which is another good book you could also read. But the idea is you don't become more confident until you do it. You have to do confident to become confident. And I found that certainly from standing up and talking in front of groups of people when I was terrified, just even putting my hand up in a meeting terrified me. But I grew and grew and grew. Even putting videos online, first of all, scared me. Doing my first podcast scared me. But I took little steps and that improved my confidence. And that's the same as any confident person. And throughout the book, I have actually not just used my own experience, but the experience of other people. So that's what the book's based on. And then the next chapter is very, it's sort of leading on a little bit from what I said, but fear getting louder. Fear will get louder the more you go for what you want. There is not a point in your life where you're like, oh, suddenly everything's amazing. There's always going to be challenges and things popping up the more for the more you go for what you want. So as I'm sort of getting increasing my platform, I've had more people speak to me. I've had to have more coaching calls. I've had to have people inquiring about me going on their podcasts. And the voice in my head goes, oh, careful, careful. Do you know what you're doing? That still comes up in my head now, now and then. But I know I have to keep going through those things to become more confident. And the problem is, if we start to avoid those things too often, you know, forgive yourself if now and then the fear is too great and perhaps you, you step back. Because I've done that. We've all done that. But if you keep consistently doing it, you actually start losing respect for yourself. And that's a big part of your self-esteem. So it's all about the fear getting louder, but you actually have to, take, have to take steps, little steps to keep conquering it. And I go into that more in the book as well. So that's my book. If you want to read it or, well, read it, 
in terms of paperback or Kindle. You can find it on Amazon. I'll provide the link in the description as always. But I thought it was really it would be really good value to you for me to outline my latest book to you, some of the sections within it, and then give you some things to think about. This is a kind of additional podcast episode, which I wanted to talk about today. But of course, I'll be back with my regular podcast episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So thank you very much for listening today. Remember, do not skip Self-Esteem Day. I really appreciate you for listening and I will catch you in the next episode.